I sat down to write the script, had to check out Chicago scores. For the Chicago Bulls, they were trailing the Boston Celtics 24-22 in the first quarter. I think there was like seven minutes left. That was a while ago. When I get done with the intro for this episode, we will update scores for Chicago sports. This Celtics game is a day after the Bulls defeated the Charlotte Hornets 120-99, which was Thursday, today being Friday, May 7th. I cannot believe it's the 7th of May already. Why do days have to go by so quickly? Not fair. I do not like it. Against the Hornets, Nikola Vucevic, 29 points, 14 rebounds. Man, I'm so happy he's a Chicago Bull. He was one of seven Bulls to finish in double figures. Zach Levine, 13. Kobe White, 14. Daniel Theis, 12. Pat Williams, 11. Off the bench, Garrett Temple added 12. And Laurie Markinen added 10. This was my first chance to check out an entire LaMelo ball game. He's kind of disappointing. I've seen clips. I know he's a good player. I've seen highlights. He is going to be dynamic. He already is dynamic, but he's going to be awesome probably. Four points, nine assists, four rebounds is what he finished off with. He had one little floater that bounced in. I think it was a bank shot. He had a couple cool assists. Just couldn't find a shot. Couldn't get the offense flowing. I think a lot of it was the Chicago Bulls defense. It was kind of feisty. Thad Young, man, Thaddeus Young. Whew, I love that dude. Right after Vucevic and Levine, probably Kobe White. Those are my three favorite Chicago Bulls right now. Not in that order. Probably like Levine the best. I mean, he's the superstar in my eyes. Vucevic, the star. Yeah, he's an all-star. Zach Levine, he is taking it another step. And I can't wait to see what happens next year and the year after because the Chicago Bulls could be a really good team again. Anyway, Thad Young, defensively, is insane offensively. I know he's getting a little older, but he did take an, an oop pass from Zach Levine. Dunked all over the Hornets. It was beautiful. The rim was shaking. It was rattling. Thad Young is a monster in my eyes. I love that guy. Flip into the baseball scene. The Cubs played the Pittsburgh Pirates today. The Cubbies won 3-2. The Cubs are now 16-16, 500 record. Pittsburgh drops to 13 and 18. The star for the Cubs, in my mind, was left fielder Jock Pedersen. Three or four from the plate, had a run and an RBI. The first run of the game in the first inning, Jock Pedersen scores on an error by Pittsburgh. Caused by Anthony Rizzo's hit that gets him to second. In the second inning, Pedersen, RBI single, scoring David Bodie. Then in the third, this one didn't have Pedersen. He did everything else in the first two innings. In the third inning, third run of the game, Matt Duffy hits a sack fly, RBI, scoring Javier Baez. That's the Cubs' three runs. Pirates do not score until the ninth, and they put two on the board, but they can't tie the game. Cubs hold on. Good stuff. Good stuff from the Cubbies. White Sox and Royals, bottom of the third. We will get an update for the rest of that game when we get to the end of the intro, so it is live. Well, as live as I can get it. Heading into this game, the Sox were 16 and 13, Kansas City Royals 16 and 14. So both of these games today, the Cubs and Pittsburgh, NL 
Central Division game. White Sox Royals American League Central Division game. So big games for both squads. Cannot talk about baseball, basketball, hockey still going on, and not mention the Chicago Blackhawks. They are off today, again, Friday, May 7th, after, on Thursday, a 2-1 overtime victory against the Carolina Hurricanes. Hawks are now 23-25-6 on the season. Hurricanes scored first. Hawks tied the game in the third, 16-59 left. Riley Stillman, a defensive man, gets the goal. And then in overtime, Alex Dabrinkit. He ends the game with the overtime goal. Good stuff. I know Blackhawks aren't as good as we'd like them, and I know I don't talk about them enough. Again, every time I do, I want to talk about them more. Hopefully this sparks that. Because they get a W. Overtime. Those are always exciting. Broke down some Chicago sports. We got a lot more stuff to talk about. I am Brandon LaChance, your host of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We are on episode 169. Woo! 169, coming in hot. Jared Sale is the guest today. He is the girls basketball coach with Putnam County. He coached them to a 7-10 record, had highs, had lows, had a roller coaster of a season, COVID-19. Oh my gosh, we could talk about so many things that made it a roller coaster. Great guest, great guy. Awesome conversation that we had with Coach Sale. Because he's a baseball coach too, assistant coach. He's a family man. He's got many layers. He's a complex individual and love talking to him. Hopefully you like listening to him as much as I like talking to him. But I know you will. I just know it. I just know it. Let's get to the plugs and get into a crazy schedule of high school stuff we got to talk about. We're going to start Monday, May 3rd. Only got one game that I think I missed on the last podcast only because it came in a little late so I didn't get it added to the podcast that I had started earlier in the day. So we'll do the plugs. We'll get to the high school stuff. We're going to go Monday all the way through Thursday. Friday stuff. We're going to have an episode tomorrow so we'll have it on there. Tons of stuff. I love it. I love it. I love being able to talk about high school sports and the seasons just keep coming. I love it. It's good for the kids, good for the coaches, good for the fans, parents, media, everybody. Got to keep sports alive, especially in this crazy pandemic. Wish we were doing this from the start. I understand safety is important, but so is our livelihoods, keeping our mental game straight, all that good stuff. And sports is a key component to that in my mind. Plugs. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but... You can catch Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media, catch us on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Got any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest? Know somebody that would be a guest. Got a story you want to share? Anything. Maybe you want to do some advertising with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com All kinds of high school awesomeness to share. 
Gotta dive into some results, some scores, some achievements, all kinds of awesomeness. I love the word awesome. If you have not noticed listening to this podcast, awesome is a key word in my vocabulary and for this podcast because everything's awesome. Everything. Everything. If it's not awesome, I don't want to talk about it. That's how I look at things. Before we bust into the high school rundown we have here, we got to mention who it's brought to us by. The high school sports segment is brought to us by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is here for you. On Monday, May 3rd, LaSalle Peru defeated Sycamore 2-1. Seth Adams had the game-time RBI. And then, with the bases loaded, Mason Lynch is hit by a pitch from Sycamore and scores the walk-off victory. Hey, in baseball, any sports really, you put yourself in a position to win a game and you win it how you win it. Doesn't have to be pretty. Bases loaded, get a walk. I love it. Like I said, I think I only missed one game on Monday. Came in a little later after I had done most of my research, things I wanted to talk about. Let's skip on to Tuesday on the baseball field. Indian Creek and Serena had got to 7-2 on Monday, but then postponed it to finish it up on Tuesday because they were already meeting up for another game. So, Monday's game finished on Tuesday. Indian Creek took that 7-2. Then Indian Creek follows up with a 3-2 victory behind Drew Gadsden's complete game. In the first game, Brendan McNally picked up the victory. Got to give them both their props, right? Byron and Mendota. Byron takes a 1-0 victory as Braden Smith pitched a complete game. 14 strikeouts and only one walk. Streeter skunks Wilmington 10-0. Putnam County does the same thing to Midland 4-0. On the softball field, LaSalle Peru knocked off Rock Island Ullman 6-5. With this win, the Lady Cavaliers now 7-0. The pitchers for the Lady Cavaliers against Alderman were Evan Becker and Ava Lannon. They split the duties at the plate. Maddie Pangrisic, Alexa Michael, and Kelly Bauer all had a single and a double. Sticking with softball, Hall 5, Burrow Valley 4. DeKal beat Wabonzi Valley 11-4. Continued from Monday, Serena beats Indian Creek 13-7. And then on Tuesday, knocked off Indian Creek again, 11-4. Seneca 11, Woodland 2. For Seneca, Sam Vanderbilt, what a stat line. 3-3, 4 runs, 4 RBIs, 2 home runs. Eeks! Craziness. On the wrestling mats, Lena Winslow 52, Dixon 26. Back to outside on the field. Girls Soccer, Princeton 3, LaSalle, Peru 2. Mendota 3, Winnebago 1. For Mendota, the goal scorers were Daisy Arteaga, Isabella Tolentino, and Natalia Stewart. Also on the pitch, Byron 6, Rockford Christian 1. On the track, LaSalle, Peru finished 2nd in a triangular with Caneland and Sandwich. At the Brockman Invitational in Kiwani for the girls. Princeton won with a 63. Kiwani with a 60. And Hall with a 46. Kiwani won the boys with a 98. 
Princeton was second with the 64, and Hall third with the 21. At Genoa Kingston, the Oregon boys track team won a triangular with 78 points, defeating Indian Creek 43 and Genoa Kingston with 38. The Oregon girls track team also won with a 73, while Indian Creek and Genoa Kingston tied for second with a 49. At Sycamore, the Spartans won both the girls and the boys. The girls, Sycamore, 74 and a half points. Morris took second with 54 and a half, and Rochelle third with a 38. The Sycamore boys won with a 125, Rochelle with a 35, and Morris came in third with a 23. Also on Tuesday, the Lincoln Trail Conference Football All-Conference team was announced. The offensive MVP was Anawan Weathersfield Sr., Colton Quagliano. What an amazing athlete he is. All-State basketball player, recognized by the Associated Press and Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. Then goes to the football field, and he's the Lincoln Trail Conference MVP. Awesome job, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Joining him from Anawan Weathersfield, the Titans on the Lincoln Trail All-Conference team. First team offense, senior tight end Tucker Miller and senior offensive lineman Mitch Lambert. First team defense, unanimous selection, Tucker Miller once again as a linebacker. And... Oh, here's a name, Colton Quagliano, senior defensive back, also first-team defense. Second-team offense included junior running back Darius Dickerson, offensive lineman, senior George Letharius, and senior wide receiver Brady Kelly. Second-team all-defense, sophomore defensive lineman Matthew Setney, senior linebacker Mitch Lambert, and senior defensive back Reese Grip. Let's take a break in between these scores for another word from a sponsor. Let's face it, it's not easy to get in shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, maybe motivation is low, don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybe's become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Pru Mall across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not just one time, not just one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation, the trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided, pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? The welcoming is, hello, how are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? It's the same welcoming. Hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a major priority at LP CrossFit, as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable 
for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Let's get to Wednesday, May 5th on the softball field. Morris 13, LaSalle Peru 9. The first loss of the season for the Lady Cavaliers as they are now 7-1. Burrow Valley 6, Ridgewood 3. Ottawa 3, Caneland 0. St. Bede 7, Marquette 1. Sycamore defeated Rochelle 12-5. And Rock Ridge shut out Sterling 5-0. On the baseball field, Ottawa moved their record to 7-1 overall and 5-0 in the Interstate 8 Conference, picking up a 5-4 victory over Kalen, a conference foe. Putnam County blanked Midland 10-0. St. B picked up a close victory over Serena 3-2. And LaSalle, Peru, by one run, defeated Morris in Interstate 8 Conference foe 10-9. Boys Tennis Ottawa defeated Mendota 4-1. Moving to the pitch, Mendota got some revenge over Ottawa with a 3-0 win. The goals for Mendota were Isabella Tolentino, Daisy Arteaga, and Perla Lopez. Elia Villa in the goal, six saves in the shutout. Sycamore blanked Plano 7-0. Four Sycamore. Ella Shipley, four goals. Four goals. Let me say that again. Four goals for Ellie Shipley. A hat trick plus one. Olivia Connery, Kylie Watry, and Jordan Tilstra also scoring for the Lady Spartans. And Kaylin defeated LaSalle Peru 8-1. On the wrestling mats, LaSalle Peru defeated St. Bede. Andy Kalb knocked off Batavia 51-21. Results for Thursday. Softball, Princeton 2, Kiwani 1, Ottawa 2, Streeter 1, with two outs in the seventh inning. Abby Kloss hits the game-winning RBI to give Ottawa the victory. Awesomeness. Very, very cool. Earlville 8, West Carroll 4, Seneca 8, Woodland 4, Burrow Valley edged Hall 9-7, Genoa Kingston skunked Byron 6-0. Marquette walloped Plano 13-2. Baseball, Ottawa 1, Streeter 0. Ottawa's Jake Serby with the complete game shutout. The Pirates are now 8-1 overall and 5-0 in the Interstate 8 Conference. Hinkley Big Rock 5, Samanak 1. Princeton 6, Kiwani 2. Dixon 9, Rock Falls 2. Putnam County 15, Midland 0. Seneca moves their record to 7-0 overall and 4-0 in the Little Ten Conference with a 12-1 victory over Woodland. Back to the track at Seneca for the boys. Seneca wins with a 231. Plano takes second with a 108. Newark third with a 41. Aurora Christian fourth with a 31. Marquette fifth with 20 and Yorkville Christian 6th with 16. For the girls, Seneca gets another victory with a 213. Bloomington takes 2nd with a 112. Newark 3rd with a 102. Plano 4th with a 60. Aurora Christian 5th with a 30. Marquette took 6th with a 10. And 
Yorkville Christian scored four points for seven. Boys tennis, Ottawa five, Caneland zero, Princeton three, Streeter two. The Streeter wins going to Davey Rashad and Nate Beck in singles. Wrestling match, Dakota slipped past Sycamore 32-25. Princeton beat Morrison 39-30. Girls soccer, Streeter three, Rock Island one, and Sycamore once again. Putting in work, defeating Sterling 8-0. Ella Shipley, three goals after scoring four the previous contest. Carly Kruzenga, two. Alyssa Akers, two. And Avi Leon with one. Wow, great work. It is always amazing following high school sports, seeing what they're doing. We got to give them recognition, especially this time, COVID-19. Don't know if they're going to play. Don't know what's going to happen day after day or week to week. So, man, my hats are off to them. Much props to everything that they are doing. Props also goes to Olsen Construction. Whether we're enjoying the comforts of inside our house or driving past it looking, hey, I live there. That looks like a nice place. Oh, yeah, that's mine. Garage is cool. Somewhere to relax. Finished basement, staircase is well done, it's creative. Olsen Construction can make that happen. They can make renovations of anything and everything to make your house, your home, your comfort zone meet your standards and surpass them. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olsen will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olsen Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. And as promised, we're going to end this intro with the updated scores from Chicago Sports. The Bulls defeated the Boston Celtics 121-99. Nikola Vucevic, a triple dub. 18 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. I love it. I love it. I love it. I cannot tell you how happy I am that they made the trade, pulled the trigger, got another all-star on this team. Speaking of another all-star, Zach Levine, who was the only all-star until Nikola came in, he goes for 25, and so does Kobe White. Kobe White shot 12 threes. Seven of them. That's a quick way to get to 25. So between those three, Zach Levine, Kobe White scoring 25 each, Nikola Vucevic with 18, that's 68 of the 121 points. That's what you need from your stars, your nucleus, your building blocks. I love it. The White Sox and the Royals are in the top of the eighth. Sox got a 3-0 lead right now. Let's hang on to that bad boy. The three runs scored so far in the fifth inning. Catcher Zach Collins 
hits his first home run of the season, only the fourth of his three-year career. In the sixth, Adam Eaton hits an RBI single scoring Tim Anderson, and then to follow it up, reigning AL MVP Jose Abreu hits an RBI double scoring Adam Eaton. That's the three runs. Hopefully they put on some more, or if they don't, just hold the Royals. Don't let them score. Let's get the W. Well, we have lots to listen to from Jared Sale. Great conversation. Great man to talk to. So glad he joined Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He will be back on again. No doubt about that. Well, hopefully you're enjoying your Friday. You enjoy your weekend. I hope this happens. This is my plan. I'm going to push out a lot of podcasts. I'm going on vacation, so this weekend I'm going to work on conversations, editing them, maybe do a little intro. Won't be the sports breakdown, the high school rundown, things like that. As we don't know what will be going on, because that's how I do these intros. I make them as lively, as timely as possible to go with the conversation. So, we'll see how it works out. I hope to get four or five done so I can spread them out during this week. As I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, enjoying a vacation. Got to get a little break so we can knock out these podcasts even better than we had before. I like to think this is a good show. Always room for improvements. Always room to make things better. That's what we want to do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. I kind of feel bad about this one. We talked about doing this conversation a year ago. Maybe a little bit over a year ago. And finally, basketball is being played again. Things are moving. Things are shaking. So I had to have my friend, Putnam County girls basketball coach, Jared Sale, finally on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Jared, how is it going, man? Finally got the call. Finally got the call. Um, I appreciate you having me on. I'm doing really well. You know, trying to wind down this girls' basketball season right now, but, you know, we're doing well and, and plugging away with this COVID season, so how are you? I am doing well. I am excited that sports are happening. Obviously, it's not normal and what we're used to, but we're getting something when we didn't know if we were going to. I mean, a week before your season starts, you don't even know if you're having a season or if you can practice, and then, bam, you can. Yeah, you know, it was such a crazy turn of events. Um I was, I mean, you can, you know, ask my friends, my coaching staff, uh, even, you know, our girls, it was like, I was checking Twitter for like any update um, that, that I could get. And it was daily and it was like on the hour, you know, just, hey, is there any update today? Is there any update today? And then, you know, things just kind of, it's two or three days and it, it seemed like there was some momentum starting to take place for, for a season to happen. And, you know, it was like, like snap of the fingers and, and here we are, and, and we're, we're going to go. Um, so, you know, it was just unbelievable how quickly things changed. And, and, you know, I'm super grateful. We've had the opportunity that our seniors, all the senior athletes, and even your underclassmen too, you know, that they've had this opportunity, and they, they're lucky that it wasn't taken away from them. Um, that's, you know, so huge to me. Definitely. And not only was, you know, whether you're going to have a season or not weird, but then you get a season, it's short, it's 15 games, you have to wear masks on the sidelines. The players on the court have to wear masks. There's 90-second mask timeouts. A lot of different changes. There's a limited fan base. How has that affected your team's play and your coaching and how you've been going about doing things? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say we've been perfect with the masks because we, we definitely haven't. I, it's, you know, getting up and down the floor is, especially when you're when you're live in game, um, they do creep under the nose a little bit. But one thing that I tried to be, you know, real stickler on early on was um, trying to keep the mask up the best we can. You, you don't know, you know, obviously with this thing, it's, it's different than, you know, what we've dealt with before. And so it's like, hey, we got to do the best we can to keep the masks up, um, keep, you know, protect ourselves, make sure this season gets all the way through to the finish line. That was a big thing, obviously playing in emptier um you know, gyms and, and what we're used to is is different as well. Uh, we're fortunate, you know, we get each kid gets uh, two family members into the gym. So, you know, our home games aren't empty by any means. Um, we've had a couple of road games where there hasn't been anybody but us and uh, the opposing team. So it's been a little different. You know, it's like it's, it almost feels like, you know, there's those like 9 a.m. Uh, Saturday tournament games, holiday tournament games, you know, there's nobody in the gym. And, uh, it's just, hey, we got to wake ourselves up. We got to bring some different energy. Overall, you know, I mean, the, the big thing is is the mask. And I think once you kind of mentally get through that, it's something that you kind of don't even think about anymore. You know, it's been four weeks or whatever, and it's just one of those things. It's, it starts to become second nature, and you just kind of roll with it. I have been called out by friends and family for wearing masks outside of my car, just walking around, or I'm in the house with a mask on because I have to wear it at work and if I go to games or if I'm talking to anybody, so that I'm at home and I just have a mask on and it's really weird. I make fun of myself sometimes. Right, yeah, you know, I tell you what, the, the nicer the weather's gotten here, we've had these real nice days over the past, you know, week, and I'm like, I kind of started to maybe maybe forget about it a little more in terms of like, oh, like we're back to normal, It's the weather's great, you know, and, and then it's like, oh shoot, like I gotta grab my, I gotta grab my mask, you know, so I, I've actually kind of been the opposite of it here lately, where it's like, obviously when I go into work, I, we, we have to wear them you know, in schools, things like that. But when I've just kind of been going on my own, um, you know, it's like, oh, like I, I got to grab that real quick just because, you know, it's so, it's so nice out and you got good vibes going and then you kind of snap back to reality. But it looks like we're, you know, on the, on the right path here with this whole thing. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge positive. The one good thing about the mask is they were a cool face cover when it was super cold. I tell you what, during baseball season – I mean, you talk to Coach Newsom or any of the guys, they'll tell you, I hate the cold. So two positives, at least for me, being selfish here, that have come from this thing is that, A, baseball season got pushed for our first game is until the middle of April, so it's going to be 10 times warmer. And B, I have to, you know, have a face covering on, and that's going to keep me warm too. So um, that is a major positive there. Baseball season, I'm like, hey, we got two positives out of it, and we're going to roll with it. Definitely, definitely. How was it with the girls? I mean, you were talking about the mask on the court, but, you know, they're used to a marathon. They're used to 30, 35 games. Then they get a sprint. They get 15. They're used to being in tournaments and seeing, you know, all these different teams and, you know, the chatting and meeting new people and from different areas and all of that experience and the different things that you're used to having every season has been taken away. So as you as the coach having to kind of bring them into this crazy season that nobody has ever been part of before, how has it been for you and for them trying to cope to get them to you know play the game and understand, be thankful for what we have and just play the game? 
Yeah, you know, it's uh, in, a, in a regular year, you'd start off with a you know, Thanksgiving holiday tournament, and, and that kind of gives you something to play for right off the bat. And then, you know, you, you play your two or three games a week, and you hit Christmas time, and you got that Christmas tournament, it gives you something to play for. And then you got conference tournament, you know, and so on and so on, postseason, all that stuff. We kind of talked about what can we do regular season conference, you know, to, to compete and kind of give us a goal. Obviously, you know, things haven't gone the, the way that we've expected um, them to in terms of wins and losses. No, it is what it is. It's tough, but you try to get as many as you can and just be grateful for, for the opportunity. You know, I mean, we actually are going to play whatever. We played nine. Um, we got seven left. So or we played 10. We've got seven left. So we've actually gotten 17 as long as everything shakes out and, and stays on the schedule. Um, so, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's basically half of what you're usually playing. But, you know, we just talked about being grateful for it and, and understanding that, you know, this very well could have went the exact opposite way and not happened at all, you know? So, um, there are days, you know, where we, we've, we're three and six or three and seven. So, you know, we've, we've had a tough go of it a little bit here. We've got a lot of tight games and there's been some, you know, head hanging and, and it hasn't been nearly as, as fun as maybe what we're used to, but you know, it's, Hey, we gotta, we gotta continue to compete. We gotta continue to be grateful for, you know, this opportunity. And this is absolutely better than having nothing. I think our kids understand that a little bit. You know, it's it's tough. I can't imagine being 16, 17, 18 years old and having to go through this. It's tough as an adult and to have some of the things that, you know, these kids have had taken away from them um, over the past years is just crazy. You know, you go back and think about when we were in high school a long time ago, how would I have reacted in, in those situations? I, I don't know, you know. It's, it's very, very different, but I think we've had, you know, for the most part in terms of what's been given to us, we've, we've had a pretty good outlook on it and, and tried to stay positive with it. So overall, it's been a pretty good um, approach, you know, on our kids' end. Let's talk about this team. Done talking about COVID-19 and the craziness that we're in. Let's talk about this team and what you have. I mean, three and six, but there's been a lot of positives, even in the losses. I've seen the scores. They've been close. And seems like, you know, maybe a little rust and trying to get back in a flow. But let's talk about some of the players and what you've seen from this team so far. We lost uh, our our senior point guard, Kaylin Choney, she went down with a concussion um, in our first game of the season. Lost her in the third quarter of a tight game with Princeton. Um, then she missed the next five. We started off 0-5. You know, um, had to throw sophomore Gracie Chuchi and uh, freshman Ava Hatton. It kind of into the throw, throw them to the wolves, into the fire a little bit. And they had to handle all of our ball handling duties. And we, we played a lot of tight games through that stretch, but we're, we're green. Um, so, you know, it, it was it's good in terms of, hey, we got two, a freshman and a sophomore who we're going to have to do a lot of our ball handling next season, thrown right into the fire and given an opportunity to kind of grow and uh, compete at the varsity level and maybe get more minutes in. You know, what we originally expected from, from them. And then, uh, you know, Kate came back and, um, we kind of hit the ground running a little bit with her, played Dwight, and you know, it was like 50, 57 to 23, and you know, things started to change a little bit there, I think we've won three out of our last five, and yeah, you know, some unfortunate things to start the season, but ultimately, um, you know, we're back and we're healthy and, and we're kind of rolling, um, Sophia Harris, you know, IVCC commit, I'm sure you guys are excited for her next year, she's had some really big games, I think she had back-to-back double-doubles last week so you 
know, she's she's been a load for us this year, and having you know teams having to kind of zone in on her and, and trying to figure out how they can take her away. So, yeah, you know, it hasn't been the the start that we've necessarily wanted. But it's starting to come around here, and we're starting to play a little better basketball. Like you said, some of these scores have been super close. I think that Seneca's kind of handed it to us a little bit, and, and the two times that we've played them, we just played them last night, lost by, I think, 16. But everything else has been within single digits. So, you know, it's just learning how to win with a young group. you got three seniors and then two juniors and Zofia Uzella and Aaron Brooker who had – Little to no no varsity time last year. You know they were on the roster, but but didn't see too too much playing time. And then a bunch of stuff, freshmen and sophomores. You know, so it's been good in terms of hey, this if this is a year that you have to develop some kids, this, you know now's the time to do it. It's been exciting just to kind of see some of our younger kids grow a little bit, and, and hopefully we continue to, uh, to to make strides in the right direction. You mentioned Sophia Harris going to IVCC next year and as an assistant coach for the Eagles. I am pumped. I've been watching her for you playing for Putnam County. And when I found out she was committed, I was very, 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 very happy. Yeah, you know, I mean, she's got a ton of accolades, um, you know, over the, over the past couple of years. I expect there to be some more this year. Yeah, you know, she's averaging probably right around 13 a game and, darn close to, to a double-double, so um, her numbers are up a tick from last year, which is great. It means that we're progressing in the right direction, and, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, I kind of talked to Coach Nauman a little bit about the, you know, the recruiting class that he's got coming in and, and kind of what his plans are, and um, I'd like to think that she's going to fit in pretty well with you guys, and, and it's going to be a, a nice class to go with what you got coming back, so that's a really exciting for, for you guys. I know. I wish we could be coaching right now. That would be fantastic. Unfortunately, our season got canceled. So really, I'm kind of jealous of you that you're still getting to coach while I'm just talking to coaches, which I love as well. I'm not trying to hate on that at all. But you're getting to coach and I'm not. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I tell you what, I thought a long time there you, you guys were going to roll and, and we weren't. The tables got flipped pretty quick. So um, it's crazy how things work out, I tell you. Definitely, definitely. What are some things with this team? I know you said, you know, they're young. You have three seniors. Who are the other two seniors besides Sophia? Is one Kaylin Shoney? Yeah, so Kaylin Shoney um, started all 32 games last year for us as a, as a junior at the point guard spot. Um, yeah, she runs the show for us, gets us where we need to go. Um, and then Chloe Linton, she, she played, she came off the bench last year as a junior. She's done a really nice job of just kind of controlling the glass for us um, and, and, and contributing. I think she's right around like an eight like eight points a game and, and five or six rebounds. So she's done a really nice job stepping in to avoid the, you know, we needed someone to fill. And we kind of expected her to, to step up this year and grow, you know, as a basketball player. And she's done that. So it's, it's been fun. It's just been fun to watch these kids grow and get, you know, four years with them. And it'll, it'll be sad, you know. We're, I mean, we're... Ten days away, or whatever it is. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be sad once they're once they're gone. They've been uh, such a big part of what we've tried to do here. So obviously, you know, it goes with any senior class. It's it's tough to see those kids go, but you know, obviously, we wish them best of luck in in whatever they decide to do. And, and hopefully, Sophie goes out there and tears it up for you guys. Definitely, 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 definitely. 
I just said definitely about 17 times. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to what you had mentioned earlier. You know, if this is a year to develop kids and, you know, work on, I hate saying rebuilding year, but if you're going to have a rebuilding year, this is definitely the year there is no state tournament. There is not a conference tournament. You're just kind of playing the games and see, you know, who loses the most or wins the most in conference for a conference title. This is that year. Has the kids bought into it too? Like, do they realize the younger ones like, hey, we got to improve because next year maybe or, you know, maybe before we leave high school. It's so weird to say that, that we don't even know when we're going to have a normal year. But anyway, you know, taking this time to develop their craft, be better basketball players, while the seniors are like, hey, this is our last go. We're going to make the best out of every game and trying to mix and match with that dynamic you got. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it, obviously with the seniors, and this is probably a lot of a lot of places are dealing with this, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's difficult for the seniors. It might be frustrating in terms of, you know, hey, we're not playing for anything. Where we? What's our motivation here? You know, I mean, it's. It's. I think it's almost tougher for them than it is the younger kids because the the younger kids know that there's going to be another go around. So, you know, the mix and match type deal. I, I this was going to be our roster regardless. I don't. You know, the COVID year doesn't really change. You know what what we were going to be and how we were going to do it. Um, you know, getting these young kids a, a developmental year is, is great um, just in terms of, like you said, you know, there's no postseason, there's no conference tournament, things like that. So it kind of gives them that chance to just say, all right, hey, I'm going to go play basketball. Like, we're just going to have fun with this. And it, obviously, as a coaching staff, you know, we can sit back and, and assess some things and, and figure out, hey, what, what direction do we need to go next year with the personnel we have coming back to, to be the most successful? And, you know, we've, we've gotten – to see so much more of these kids, um, like I said, you know, even with like Tony going down for five games, we guys we've gotten to see so much more of Ava and so much more Gracie at the point just because of that. And obviously, you never want to see you know your starting point guard go down and have to miss five games on a shortened season as it is. You know, you feel terrible for, her, but you, you know, at the same time, you, you have to look at it as all right, it's next man up mentality, and it gave us an opportunity to look at some other things and. You know, the mixing and matching is, is something that we've tried to do a little bit just to see what lineups are going to shake out and, and how we're going to do things a little bit in the future. You know, I mean, you lose. I mean, I mean, Chloe played a ton of minutes off the bench last year and then two starters, you know, so from the started as juniors. So, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a changing of the guard type deal, but, you know, it, it is. I mean, it's a, from a production standpoint, you know, we lose a ton of, of production off on the offensive end. So it'll be interesting, but it's, it's, this is good. You know, this is good to get these kids as much playing time as they can and, and, and get that developmental thing going. And you know, we're excited for the future as well. So. so what I took out of that was how I'm jealous of you now that you're getting the coach and we're not. You're going to be jealous of IVCC head coach Josh Nauman and the assistant coaches because we'll have Sophie Harris and you will not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just kidding. I am totally excited. So when you said you guys are going to have a great player, I am so excited to be able to work with her and watch her game go even another level from the great work that you've done with her. And I know I've said that about two or three times. That's how pumped up I am for this. 
Yeah, no, it is exciting. I mean, it's. I really think that you guys have a have a nice group coming in next year, and and the piece with what your your class was from last year, and it's, it should be a good time. I think you guys are ready to take a take a step to the kind of the next level, and and you know, it'll be it'll be exciting to watch. Josh pops in my office two or three times a day, so he keeps me filled in, and. I hope everything works out with, with these groups that you got coming because I really think that this could be a successful bunch for you guys. We don't have to make this an IVCC podcast. I apologize for that. I've kind of set that up a couple times. And I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. So not only are you a basketball coach for the Lady Panthers at Putnam County, you do quite a few other things for Putnam County as a school in general. You're going to get pretty stacked up real quick here. Yeah, you know, uh, junior high girls basketball, they obviously move that to the spring, and that starts up next week. So our freshman coach, uh, Xavier Warren, uh, he did he, he does eighth grade. And then a few years back, I, I tried to get out of the junior high scene um, in terms of basketball, and we didn't have anybody to take seventh grade. So I was like, well, I'm the, I'm the head coach here. You know, this is my program, so I got to step up and, and take it. So I took that. Uh, so about a week overlap with – you know, the end of our high school season and then junior high starting up. And then I'm also a varsity baseball assistant. And uh, we're going to have a couple weeks overlap with junior high girls basketball and varsity baseball. It's going to be a wild ride. You know, usually we're, we're stacked up as it is, but I usually get like two, three weeks off in between. And then I can kind of decompress and hang out a little bit. And uh, this is a little different. We can only work. Everything's back to back to back stacked on top of each other. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long uh, two or three months, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you're just grateful to be able to have the opportunity to, to be around our kids and, and watch them compete. So, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's going to be a long two, three months for sure. And not only do you have all these sports being on top of each other, but you and your wife also have a new family member. Yeah, um, you know, my, my wife gave birth to uh, our daughter, Lake in, in early August. So, uh, you know, we're watching her grow, and, and she's awesome. Um, it's, it's so crazy how, how things change. Like the kids tell me I've gotten softer because I have a kid now, and it's, it's probably pretty true. Um, but it is, it's such a blessing just when you walk in the door every night to see her. And, yeah, I, I, I don't even have words for it. It's, it's so crazy. When you don't have kids, you don't think too much about it. You know, and then it's just like it's, your world changes, and it, it changes for the better. So it's, it's been an awesome, awesome seven months. Definitely, definitely. She'll keep you busy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you know, she's wanting to start to move a little bit here. We haven't gotten a crawling stage yet, but uh, or it's it's coming. So once she starts moving, it's going to be a wild ride, I think. For sure. We got to give your wife a shout out. What's her name? Uh, Erica. Not only is high school basketball and for you, junior high about to start up here, but we got uh, some NCAA college hoops going on. You been paying attention? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's easily neck and neck with, with the NFL as, as my top favorite. Is sporting season, so probably watch uh, at least one game a night. You know, when once Lakin goes down to sleep, we get the, we get the game on. And and my wife's a trooper, man. She, you know, it's not, we don't have to watch Bravo every night. I tell you what, she lets me roll with the uh, with the college basketball. So it's it's awesome. You are a very lucky man. Not many people are saying that. I know, I, I know, I believe it. I believe it. She enjoys it, so it, it's nice to to be able to turn it on, and she just she enjoys it too. So it's a, that's a that's that's a fun part of it. Definitely, and 
just like everything else, COVID-19 throwing monkey wrenches and everything. So college basketball season, not the same as well, but we're still going to have a tournament. Yeah, you know, last year, I think it was like, uh, NCAA, I'm a big NCAA tournament guy, conference tournament guy. Get super excited for that. Last year, I think, you know, everybody was canceling. Creighton and I want to say it was Creighton and St. John's go out to take the floor. They play that first half. and <laughs> They don't come back off in the second half, and I'm like, man, it's over. You know, like, the best time of the year to me is, is March and the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, it, it was crazy to, to not have that last year, but it's a full go this year, man, I'm, and I'm excited. There's There's some really good teams out there. Last year when it got canceled, that's when I thought the world was over. I was like, if you're canceling the NCAA men's basketball tournament, life's over. Like, we're all going to be gone tomorrow. You do not cancel yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, death, death taxes in an NCAA tournament, I don't know if that's a thing, but we're, we're going to make a thing here tonight. So, you know, that was it was, it was, it was crazy to see that thing get canceled. It's probably never happened again in our lifetime. No, never. Who are a few of those teams that you're paying attention to and think can make long strides in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, you know, I, I got to tell you, if I don't say if I don't say Illinois, I, I might get some hate from the listeners. So I, I got to go Illinois. I would probably turn off the recording right now if you didn't say Illinois. <laughs> I'll go Illinois for you. I'll give you four teams. I'll go Illinois to make a deep run. I'm going to go uh, Alabama. I just think they, they like to, to run and gun, and uh, that offense is pretty explosive. Natos does a nice job with that group, so I'm going to go Alabama. I'm going to go Arkansas. I love Eric Musselman. I, I lean towards college college teams based off of uh, who the coaches are more than anything, and uh, Eric Musselman, he's, he's awesome. He did a great job in Nevada, got that Arkansas job, and they're rolling right now. Um, I like Arkansas, and then I'm going to give you a sleeper. I'm going to go Loyola. I think they're going to make another run again this year. Wow, that is kind of a sleeper right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, they they got they bring Williamson and Crutwick back, and uh, Porter Moser is fun to watch, too, you know, on the, on the sidelines. He gets after a little bit. So those are my four teams, man. I really think that, that they can all make a deep run. I'm not going to go Final Four for all of them, but um, they're all four of those teams win at least two games. Okay, okay. I'm going to hold you to this and see if it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll hold me to it, brother. I'm surprised there wasn't a Gonzaga or, you know, those teams that, you know, have been at the top of the rankings and people are all excited about. Surprised you didn't throw one of them in there. Yeah, it's too easy. You know, you gotta, I think you got to take a deeper look at it and say, hey, who's it going to be that are going to be those? I mean, Illinois is probably going to be a two seed for sure. You know, you look at the rest of that group and I think you're probably looking at like three or four seeds. You know, and then Loyola is probably going to be a, a lot higher of a seed, obviously, with the Valley being mid-major. I, I like those three or four, the, the three, four seeds. I, I think those are the teams that, that make the run, obviously. You know, you always get one of those one seeds sneaks through and, and gets to where they need to get to. But, um, I, man, I, how many times has that happened? It's not, you know, there was a stat out, you know, that all four one seeds only made the Final Four, like, one time in, in 20 years or whatever it is, so. I just don't see that happening this year. I think that's a testament to the amount of skill and amazing basketball players across the country. Every single college has a player that could probably, if not make an NBA team, a G League team. Almost every single school. It's crazy when you when you look at the talent across the board and over the you know past 
I don't know, 10 years, how close um, in, in terms of, of talent and skill that, that you know, these mid-majors have, have gotten to the, to the blue bloods and the, and the top programs out there. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's just there's so much talent out there. It's just a matter of finding that. And, and, you know, obviously these guys do a real good job of that. So every year it's like there's more craziness with these tournaments just because it, the level of talent, you know, across teams is, is so much closer than it's ever been. No doubt, no doubt. I'll make my picks, but they're all going to be homer picks because I have only really watched Big Ten basketball because Big Ten has been crazy amazing to watch, battling each other every single night. So obviously Illinois is a pick for me. Michigan, what Juwan Howard is doing there, wow. Like They've had good teams the last few years, but I think he's taken them a step further. I got to, just because I'm all about Big Ten and I'm going to be Big Ten Homer, I already said that, but I don't think I was going to like probably not even a Sweet 16. But Luke Garza is a lot of fun to watch, so I'm gonna go Iowa and just for kicks and giggles, I'll throw in Ohio State, who I think are gonna be one of those teams that are upset quickly, but it'll probably be fun to watch. Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at the, the Big Ten and I get the private six or seven teams for sure. It's been a crazy league. I mean, it's it's ultra competitive. It's been wild. It's been a wild league year. I'm not, I'm not a big Illinois fan. I'll, I'll root for him. I think Brad Underwood does a nice job. Uh, I really like him, but it sounds like you bleed the orange and blue, man, so I, I'll, I'll pull for him for you. I am actually not a huge Illinois fan just because I went to SIU. So SIU is not a, you know, top five conference school, also in the Missouri Valley Conference, which you spoke about earlier with Loyola. But when it comes to college basketball, I bleed Saluki Maroon. But being in this area for most of my life, I've always, when Salukis weren't doing cool, I've been an Illinois fan. I was a freshman in high school when Darren Williams, D. Brown, that squad was in the NCAA championship against North Carolina. So I've been following, hoping that they would get good again, and I'm glad they are. I respect it. I mean, you gotta you gotta roll with your uh, with your Salukis, and you know, obviously Illinois. Hopefully, they make a deep run, just because it's more exciting when your in-state teams uh, are successful. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I just totally showed my Big Ten homerism. <laughs> like that's pretty much all I've watched. I, I try to watch as much as I can at different conferences and stuff. So, you know, but it always kind of comes back. I don't know if it's because, you know, we're from the Midwest, but it always comes back to the Big Ten. And, and with the league being so good this year, you know, it is, it's exciting. So, Well, Coach Sale, every episode of Edge of Your Seat podcast, we play a game. We're going to play hot potato. I'm going to toss you to places, things, items, things of that nature. And you pick which one you like best. You cool with that? I'm cool with it. All right, all right. You're a basketball and baseball coach. Which one's your favorite sport? Oh, man, I, I got to go basketball. Since we just had like a 30-minute conversation about the Big Ten, Big Ten or Big 12 when it comes to basketball? Oh, Big Ten, especially when the league's good. I mean, it's, it's when the league's good, it, it leaps and bounds better than Big 12, in my opinion. Big Ten or... The Big East. Oh, Big Ten again. So keep rolling with the Big Ten. <laughs> is there any conference that you think is better than the Big Ten? Maybe ACC. Not this year. They're kind of down. Um, but, you know, year in and year out, I think that the ACC is obviously one of the top three conferences in the in the nation. So um, this year, Duke's down a little bit. Carolina's down a little bit. So um, that makes a difference. But 
this year. I, I, I mean, I think you guys got to keep rolling with the Big Ten. Batman or Superman? Batman or Superman. I got to go Batman. You have a kid now, so we got to throw in some cartoons. Paw Patrol or Coco Melon? We haven't gotten to the cartoon stage, but uh, just because, I'm going to tell you this. I'll go Paw Patrol just because that's the only one I know. I don't know. I have no idea about the other one. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to prep you for that stage. Right, I appreciate that. I got a lot to look forward to. Did you watch cartoons when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of depended. Um, not like a super big cartoon guy, but uh, the, the occasional one. Gotcha, gotcha. Pumpkin pie or apple pie? I mean, I don't have apple pie very often, but I, I got to go apple pie here, man. I mean, pumpkin pie is good, but that's a, it's a tough one. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna uh, to roll with apple pie, I think. Orange juice or apple juice? Ah, orange juice is... I'll go apple juice on that. Orange juice is just, it's not good. Uh, I'm not a fan. Oh, we're going to have to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Jordan, it's uh, it's not even a question. LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Uh, uh, I'll go LeBron. I'll go LeBron. You just mentioned Duke, North Carolina. We'll go there. Duke or North Carolina basketball? Uh, well, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm, I kind of lean based off of coaches. North Carolina growing up, that was my team. Um, still kind of is. Uh, I love Roy Williams. Not a big Coach K fan. So, uh, hands down, North Carolina. Wow. Not a lot of people, unless you're born and bred North Carolina, would say not a Coach K fan. Yeah, he just doesn't do it for me, man. I don't know. Well, now we got to throw some North Carolina players out here. Let's go Vince Carter, Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> i gotta, I got to go Rasheed Wallace, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm a Blazers fan. I'm a Portland Trail Blazers fan. Um, I have no idea how that happened. When I started loving them, that was like the Rasheed Wallace, Damon Stoudemire, Bonzi Wells days. Um, Loved it. So I, I got to roll with Rasheed here. Throw in uh, Zach Randolph, some Scotty Pippen at the beginning there. That was a fun group to watch. I mean, they, they it was a fun group. I'll just say that. No doubt, no doubt. Oh, now you're talking about Portland. We have to throw Dame Time, Damian Lillard in this conversation. Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. Damian Lillard, not even close. Is he the best point guard in the league? Yeah, top top three. Top three. Who are the two with him? Who are the two with him? You know, I tell you what, Chris Paul has got to be up there. Everywhere he goes, he wins. Um, I mean, it's just been crazy. You don't you don't look at him maybe as a as a stat guy, um, but you know he's been super successful everywhere he's been. So I'm gonna go him, and then um, I'm gonna go Steph. I mean, I, I think we're gonna consider him as a point guard here, even though he he shoots the hell out of it. Um, I'll go, I'll go Steph as well. So I'm going to go Dame, uh, Chris Paul, and, and Stephen Curry. No, if you heard me when you said Chris Paul, I was going to say, oh my, that dude is playing lights out and he's got to be like 75 years old right now. Yeah, you know, he's it's like the ageless wonder. Um, and I, I tell you what, I'll throw a fourth one in there. And, and Luca, uh, he's going to be really fun to watch if he's not. I mean, he's fun now, but I look forward to, to seeing him play for the next. 10 to 15 years. 
Luca is my favorite player in the league right now. I could watch that dude play basketball every second. I would uh, quit my job if I got to be on the sidelines of a Dallas Mavericks game as long as I had to be at work. I would do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's fun, man. It's a, I tell you what, I, NBA, like, especially Portland, they play late, you know, here, so I don't watch a ton of it. I'd rather watch a college game. When we didn't have really anything going on, and it was just the bubble down there in Florida, I, I watched a lot of that, and, and Luca was was really fun to watch. So it's obviously you know going to be probably a, a face of the league if he's not you know already stepping into that territory now. Gotcha. And just because you said it earlier that NFL and college basketball are your two favorite seasons, we got to go football or basketball. Oh, uh, you're gonna do it to me, huh? Got to. Uh, I mean, I'm diehard Raiders fan, and it's like bleed silver and black. So uh, even though you know we, we only have a winning season every once every about ten years, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the NFL. We're gonna go with the NFL. Okay, okay. Even though we've had a whole basketball podcast, I like that. Yeah, switch it up a little bit on you there, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was like the ace under your sleeve that you planted. <laughs> Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. Oh man! I mean, Jerry Rice was probably the better, better player. I mean, definitely the better player, the best receiver um, in NFL history. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Tim Brown just because he was a lifetime Raider. I think we're gonna wrap up hot potato there, but just because we're talking about the Raiders, and he was just named to the Hall of Fame class this year. Charles Woodson is probably my favorite defensive player of all time, even though I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan and I could throw in Erlacher and blah, 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 blah. Charles Woodson, man, loved watching that dude play. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I was pretty young when he left for Green Bay, so, yeah, I don't remember a ton of him. Bits and pieces when, when the Raiders were making deep runs in the playoffs in, like, 2000, 2001, 2002. Um, you know, they went to Green Bay, they won you know, Super Bowl there, and then when he came back, when they were still in Oakland, when he came back, man, it was like a dream come true for me. I was so excited to, to see him back in uh, silver and black and, uh, you know, watch him go out as a Raider, so it was exciting. It's like kind of like reliving your childhood a little bit, you know, so I don't I don't blame you by when you say that he's your, he's your favorite all-time defensive player because uh, the dude can straight ball. No doubt. Well, we did a lot of bleeding of our favorite teams and colleges and all that stuff here hopefully uh you know you got like a paper towel or something we're cleaning this stuff up (laughs) (laughs) but thank you for joining edge of your seat podcast talking a little bit about everything basketball glad your life is going well with the new daughter and thanks man i love talking basketball and to have somebody that Loves it just as much as I do. That's always a great conversation. So appreciate you joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, my friend. Yeah, thanks, man. I I appreciate it. It's always good to hear from you. I'm really glad you're doing well, and and hopefully this thing keeps rolling for you. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd I'd love to be a guest again. So you just, uh, whenever you need somebody, you give me a call, and I'll, I'll, I'll hop back on for you. Maybe we won't wait a year and a half this time. Hey, whatever you need. Whatever you need.